It's the wee hours of the morning on Saturday, July 26th. Uh, this is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com with episode 100.2, the Comic-Con experience. Because we, we missed actually what was supposed to be the Thursday night wrap-up, but I think we were all way too dang tired. you got some tired uh, reporters here, Derek. Absolutely. That, of course, was Lon Lopez, but we have guests all over the place. Anyone else want to? Yes, we do. Same, I do. <laughs> you asked. Yeah, you asked. usually got to chime in with your name. With your name, Idiot. <laughs> Tim Watson, because it's a comics and games winning boy. 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 1045. But you're also a contributor to Fanboy Planet. That's right. I believe you owe me. Um, a couple of articles tonight. So. And a cameraman for Moron Life. So oh. Tim has been making the rap. And a booth babe. He was a, He's been the booth babe for Catastrophic Comics. <laughs> After we lost Connie Selica, we looked around and said, Who had the sexual dynamism? And we went with. Well. You know what? You know, a lot of you know, the, the, the booths at the con. Maybe they need to start going in that direction, you know. Booth babes can go both ways. The way it's happened, apparently, I have not really noticed any except for, well, uh... We're right by the Zenoscope booth, and if you haven't noticed Zenoscope, you're an idiot. Last year, honestly, I thought that they were going to go that way because of 300. There were so many Spartan warriors walking around. No, but Tim makes a good point. And Tim, this is his first Comic-Con, but... Back in the day, booth babes were a plenty. Yeah, very. Right. Yeah, like Comic Con tried to clean that up. And yeah, because it's more of a family show, and you're seeing a lot more kids walking around. A lot of strollers. Because after you go to Comic Con, you're inspired. And uh, yeah, my first year, in fact, I went and it's still the the one thing like traffic stopped, and I. <laughs> And why are all these middle-aged men just standing there? And why is there a puddle of saliva? And it was the Vampirella model. Right. And, you know, and you're not going to see a Vampirella model again. Or she's going to have, she'll have that body stocking. But that Vampirella model did not have a body a stocking. skin is what you're saying. No, I'm saying it was legit skin, yeah, so. Well, enough about Comic-Cons of the past, Derek. Let's we'll talk about the Comic Cons, the present. But wait, not everybody who's who's here. I guess you'll identify yourself when you speak up, huh? Billy Karen, North Hollywood Examiner. Ooh. So last year was the Exquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> the Exquisitor was my favorite fake newspaper name ever because you said it so prissy. The Exquisitor. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so I'm glad you remember because. Yeah. I've laughed all year about it. I sent uh, switch shots, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> we only get Billy once a year when he has no place to stay at Comic-Con and he stays in our hotel room. So. And also on the floor, we've got our detailed reporter. That, yeah, that's you. David Tapia from uh, NVIDIA. The Santa Clara Times. Well, maybe you had today. Bolivia? Okay. From Bolivia. All right. So, yeah, let's talk about comic conferences. Right now, uh, Billy came in there, but Dave attended yesterday, too. So, yeah, so, thir- so it was Thursday. Let's do a quick Thursday, Thursday wrap-up. Wrap up. High points for you guys? Well, all I had time to cover yesterday... Gosh, I have to think back now. Well, of course, we covered your Greatest American Hero panel. Thank you. And, uh, you know... I want to watch myself later, can I? Yeah, but, and so just a quick recap on that. Surprising for me, 
to see how many people you had in that room for a property that hasn't been, you know, really focused on in, what, 30 years? 20, 25 years. I think it's been, I think it's technically been 26 years since it went off like the air. to me, but basically, um, and you had, what, the first time those three had gotten back together? Since the show had gone off the air. Yeah, and so crowd reaction was great. And you guys announced. What did you announce? We announced. We announced. We announced. The big announcement that nobody knew about, right? <laughs> was that we that we uh, were going to do the Greatest American Hero comic book. Whoa! And web animation. Whoa! With the original cast voicing the character. Now that was announced right on the panel, wasn't it? Or had that been already... No, I don't think that had been asked. I mean, you know, but I also think, honestly, that w- one of the reasons it was so well attended was that there were a lot of people that had seen the article on Newsarama and Conflict Resources. Ah. And so, i got to say, that was, a, that was a pretty smooth move, to do it just right, like a few days just before, as people were making their final, what are we going to do over there? Because I had a lot of people coming by and saying, you know, well, we read about it. That's why we went. And so... Well, that's good. So that but was good. The panel went well. You guys uh, did a decent presentation. Um, there were a lot of people on the panel <laughs> itself. Um, but my comments as, as just an outside reporter, and this is honest and unbiased, um, preview shots seen of the artwork. And I hadn't seen your artwork before usually send me preview stuff from like Sparks and everything else um, yeah. I'm in love with the artwork I think and this is totally honest legit not you know because you're my friend or anything but I think the art well I doesn't have anything to do with the art so I mean no but yeah. I'm just saying though I think the artwork is perfect for the property um, I think it fits what the greatest American hero is supposed to be lighthearted and fun but yet you know and, and it works as a comic I mean I was talking who's your artist Clint Halinski, who uh, I think has done a little bit of work for Marvel, I think, and, okay. he, and he's currently drawing a book called Cade from Arcana okay. Comics. Okay, Clint Halinski. 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 Like Halinski, like the Halinski oh, formula. Halinski, okay. So he has just a good a visual storytelling style. The panels, you know, move in the way that you could, you'll follow it visually. And I'm impressed, and I think you guys are going to have a good run with the Greatest American Hero panel. Uh, I mean, with a comic. So other than that, Thursday, uh, Dave didn't come in until later. What, did we, oh, what okay. else did we cover, Tim? We covered the middleman. Oh, the middleman. More in Life had an opportunity to sit down with Javier Right. Oh, I'm Javi. And Javi. Because you can't pronounce any syllable after Right. And then Matt Kiesler, is that his name? Yeah. The middleman himself. And, you know, we sat down with them for a few minutes, and they were really cool. We talked about, about the middleman show. And, you know, those of you who aren't watching it and you're a fanboy, it's a good show about fanboy stuff on ABC Family. And so after that, we kind of walked the floor. Oh, I think what we covered mostly on Thursday mm-hmm. was Thursday were when, when, you know, it was the first full day of the con, you know, from 9.30 to 7.00. And that's when people were dusting off the co- uh, the costumes and everything else. And so we got a lot of pictures of people dressed up. And, you know, she basically Thursday was let your freak flags, freak flags fly pretty much, right? So um, had a good time with just taking pictures of 
the costumes and the con goers and everything else. So it was a good time. Um, Tim, what were your thoughts on Thursday? I mean, you... I had to work the booth most of Thursday, but that was a good Let's hear about your, your booth experience. Now, Tim got to hang out with celebrities all day Thursday, so... Yeah, actually, because of the booth, Seth Green stopped by to talk to Mr. Robert Cole, and I was like... Yeah, because Robert Culp actually voiced Bill Maxwell on an episode of Robot Chicken. Yeah. So... And it was cool to see Seth Green, but also... One of our Savage fan of Scott Kirk's just TVP online. Mm-hmm. He stopped by the booth and he's a huge Chris Mackinger fan, so I got to talk to him for a few minutes and I was trying not to geek out in front of him by doing a horrible job of that. That is uh, funny because that's why we have that's the magic of Comic Con. You can geek out. Yeah. And the funny thing to me, I mean, how big is PvP online? I mean I think it's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest. And when I walk out and I said, hey, Scott, because a couple of years ago we met online yeah. uh, at uh, Plain City of Heroes, I ran by his character and I knew it was him and went, oh, Scott Kurtz, we had a conversation. And But it was funny to just go, hey, Scott, and he says, you know me? Mm-hmm. It's like, He's so humble about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you're a fan, I mean, which is good. He's one of those guys that is really nice. He, he's genuinely... What I've always enjoyed about him, about him is just how enthusiastic he is as a fan yeah. himself. You know, almost, that's how we do it. Almost so crazy one. Absolutely, absolutely. I have, I have one question about the Raymond Smith. Smith here has has uh, he learned to fly yet? It's been twenty five years. Um, <laughs> Billy, this is a reimagining. Yeah, yeah, you know, a reimagining. Yeah. Uh, although it's really funny because that's that's been a question we've gotten a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, all I could say is well, that wait, can I interrupt there? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you want to watch a greatest American hero who knows how to fly? I just want to know. No, twenty five years. No, I I want to see him flying into buildings, crashing into trees, yeah, the, falling through the windows. At least, at least the first two three issues are day one and two. Okay. It, and it starts over two thousand eight. It's the same. Plot, sort of, and we'll take it into different directions. But the basic idea is the same. The characters are the same. Just they're realistically 2008, trying to update that oh. the age um, for good or ill. I think part of it is that is that uh, there was a belief, uh, and I'm not sure where that belief came from. That to say this is the greatest American hero returns, literally like. 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, it's not the Dark Knight. Since, the since, since 25, yeah. you know. And Bill himself, yeah. said, I, I asked him, I said, why not just say, well, now it's Great American Hero 50-something. And he said, who wants to who wants to read about that? So, you know, there's... Well, cool. So fans can look for that. Um, so Thursday night, other, were there any other panels? Oh, Dave yeah. saw a couple panels, didn't you? <clears throat> yeah, I caught the tail end of the uh, Marvel animated series panel where they were doing Hulk versus Wolverine. Did you see any footage? Uh, I missed the footage for that, but I did hear them talk about the reason why. I guess it was brought up in the Q and A why they were doing uh, these in animated form instead of a, a feature film. And the person that was in charge was discussing how they have more creative control and freedom to do it in an animated. Well, it's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper well, to animate somebody flying than to CGI 
you know, real-time pixels. Yeah, well, you specifically that. mentioned how they're kind of, like, under the radar, and they can kind of, like, you know, stick closer to the actual comic book origins. or, or And you don't have origins. to pay live-action yeah. actors. And, and, you know, film. You don't have to burn film. And, you know, and well, and then the other thing is it's a very good uh, grounds to explore, like, secondary characters and see how they, you know, mm-hmm. you know respond. Because they were actually super pleased with the... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange uh, DVD sales. DVD sales. Su- surprisingly, I didn't see. Oh, speaking of the big news on Thursday, that none of us got to cover because we were so busy. Yes. Uh, during the 20th Century Fox booth or uh, presentation, yeah. a surprise guest showed up. Who was that one? Uh, favorite Australian of ours. Uh, Nicole Kidman? No. no. Peter Allen's dead. No, it's not Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Did he like to throw phones at people? Uh, no. That wasn't Russell Crowe. No. Hugh... Bob Lerman? No, Hugh Jackman. Right, see, so many more, more favorites. But Hugh Jackman was Hugh there. Jackman what? showed up, and I guess he's promoting some property that people at Comic-Con would really like, and... You guys who are big fans of Hugh Jackman. Oh, his new Virgin comic, Nowhere Man. No, no. It wasn't his Tony Award-winning musical either. The Boy from... No, no. Las Vegas? Huh? Whatever. Las Vegas? No, no, no. Las Vegas? It was uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And they had a preview trailer. Perforated colon. The preview trailer. preview trailer that none of us saw, but... We've interviewed various fans in the elevator, and uh, oh, excellent! They said it was amazing. Tim yeah, well, they also there. said Gambit was was shown and Deadpool. And Deadpool and Blob or something. Oh yeah, he said Blob. Gambit, but Deadpool, Blob, and he said, oh, they showed everybody. But was Wolverine in it? Uh, no. We're not sure because he hasn't become Wolverine yet. It's his origin. It's Weapon uh, X. Next. Weapon, Weapon X. X. Yes. Out. Weapon X. We're kidding. He's out. You know, I used some Weapon X in my kitchen one time, and uh, it got really clean. Really? Yeah. Cleaned your kitchen? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, and then the But other the other one was from Disney. Yes. Caught very people by surprise. What was that? You, do you know this, Bill? I don't know. Tron 2. I did hear about this. So... that work? And they were talking... I heard this... this will be in its I heard a description that basically they... Which... This plot line had been floating around as a rumor for years that he's gone... That uh, Flynn has basically become like Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. He went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? And he's stuck in cyberspace, messing with things. Uh, I, so I talked to a reporter from Ugo, UGO.com, uh, tonight. Uh, and they make the cars or something? No. Oh. And uh, they, make, they make a delicious soda. <coughs> uh, he, uh, but he said uh, uh, that he thought he'd even seen a digitized David Warner. So yeah, you're bringing out references that none of the uh, Sark, the villain, uh, the villain from the first one. Ah, uh, see. So, uh, but possibly, but uh, basically, uh, what it has now been clarified today is that what they did was like a concept shoot. But this, I mean, it's amazing. No one knew that was coming. Not just like no one knew it was coming to Comic Con. No one had any confirmation that Disney was actively pursuing Tron 2. Right, right. And that they so got Jeff Bridges' footage now. They shot what he said was a concept thing to prove to the Disney executives that this would be viable because they updated the light cycles apparently, and so it begins with a light cycle race. 
and change so that it, so that they're on different levels and doing different moves, so that so the video game will be even cooler. Um, so it's not you know that they may use this footage ultimately for the film, but they haven't actually begun filming it. But the fact they showed it means that the Disney executives have approved it, and they snuck this past the race to which mountain panel, and everybody got up to leave, and they said, "Oh, sit down, we got one more thing." Boom! It showed that, and and the fanboys went crazy. So it's possible that if you guys uh, you guys go into Hall H, uh, the Bolt panel, the Bolt, oh, they might re- uh, they it. might reshow it. The Bolt animation panel may yeah. may have it. What's so. that movie? Yeah. Up, up, yeah. The new Pixar movie. The new Pixar movie. All I know is that the Disney panel. I'm gonna bolt up out of my seat and <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> Wow! Even yeah. at past one a.m., you mm-hmm. still got something. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's. And you can't. <laughs> okay. Is anything else in Thursday? Let's move on to uh, Friday, Derek. Actually, oh no! So, Dave's got to say uh, more. Okay. Yeah, no, I stuck around for the Dark Castle panel, um, and basically they talked. Joel Silver came out and talked about they're going to do a whole bunch of direct-to-video. Releases and uh, yeah, they're pushing that hard, and they're also starting. They're spinning off and doing their own comic label with their first comic being titled Fairyman. Uh, yes, actually, uh, Mark Andreco, who is creator of Manhunter and uh, writer on um, uh, Torso with Brian Michael Bendis, uh, long ago graphic novel, is the writer on Fairyman. And unfortunately, I was supposed to interview him last night, and I was too busy uh, with the Greatest American Hero catastrophic comics booth that I was unable to. Do not do that mid mid podcast. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> we may have to break for a couple of moments. We'll be right back. Please don't. No, okay, I think we're okay. Tim Watson successfully opened the sliding glass door. Oh my god. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, what he didn't do was fall off the powerful. Luckily. The curtains were already brown. So, uh, let's get to Friday, shall we? One more Thursday. I saw a rock and roller with Guy Ritchie. Yeah, so I, and uh, thanks for bringing that because I sat in on a press conference with Guy Ritchie. So we'll have some stuff for that yeah, later. Uh, yeah, but uh, no one the press conference. a really good uh, reference to how Madonna like uh, nursed them back to health while he was sick on the set. Oh, yeah, and Ooh. last thing for Thursday... Um, DC and the DC panel mm-hmm. announced uh, a new Batman miniseries written by fan favorite Kevin Smith. No, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, and he's bringing back Onomatopoeia, the villain from his... Is he really? From his... Uh, Let's just hope he gets a picture. Uh, yeah, he said uh, that it's coming out in 2011, 2012. Let's talk Friday. He's kidding. I'm, I'm hoping to have some done by 2018. Yeah. So let's talk Friday. Mm-hmm. How'd your Friday start? Early. Mm. The booth, I talked to some people. I, I, as exhausting as it is to, to be an exhibitor, it's interesting to sit in the hall and it's so quiet. Mm. And no one's there. and every, But everything is there. you have a chance to get all the swag before anybody else? Nope. Mm. They put the swag out like three minutes before. Mm. So... Uh, I, I tried that at, at uh, the DC booth because there's a Brave and the Bold fan that I wanted to get, 
which later on I actually did because somebody gave it to me at the, um, when I interviewed some people from Brave and the Bold. So that you know that was it. I I had a busy day, but I think more I should be saying like in response to panels you saw because I went to some of the press conferences afterwards. So well, our day started <laughs> with a healthy breakfast. Yeah. Shut up. And um, Dave let us on. That we can smell that healthy breakfast even now. <laughs> that was kind of why I was referencing it. Um, but um, we had David the, the plan to get us into the watching panel. We had to register Billy, get some get some other things on the floor. But we hit the, We made the watching panel just in time. To see, what was it, an hour, hour and 15 minutes or so? Uh, just, I think it was just about an hour. About an hour of uh, Zack Snyder, the director of Watchmen. And 300. And 300, and Dawn of the Dead. Basically, babble through an hour of the, pres- the, pre- the panel presentation. He showed basically an extended trailer of footage. Um, you know, some of the scenes were really cool. Rorschach's mask moving. Um... Night Owl out of costume and his civilian um, uh, guise or appearance. Um, Dr. Manhattan blowing up even more. Yeah, more Dr. Manhattan. Um, more comedian, you know, stuff like that. And it was just, it was fun if you're a fan of the, the Watchmen stuff. Um, the fans seemed to go crazy for it, so that was kind of yeah. cool. It was just like 20 minutes too long. Yeah, it was just Well, it was just, whenever, whenever Zack Snyder got a question... He tended to just ramble on and do. Well, how did he sound, Billy? Can you give us a demonstration? Well, if I, now, if we all could just now the comic, and if we could just, if I could just tell you what I now, now Rorschach, I, I think. Yeah, it was pretty much now, that. It was that. It was that answered your question. Yeah, it was just, and then he would always be like, I, I don't know, I don't know. Thank you, Mr. Snyder, for your cameo in tonight's podcast. Yes, you sure? I think. You're you're welcome. Yeah. Very, by the way, doing some magnificent visual moves okay. that you know yeah. we're on. Very Jewy. But anyways, um, so we can. Can we say Jewy on the on the air? No. Alrighty. Okay. Anyways, uh, this is this is Fanboy Planet After Dark. We can do whatever we want because we're too tired and I can't edit. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, and then after that, what? Uh, uh, what's his name? Tim saw some panels yeah. that he uh, could report on. What did you see this afternoon, Tim? Well, my morning started off with the DC versus Mortal Kombat panel. Ah, we were supposed to go see the party, but we. Yeah, we kind of flaked We were tired. That. Sure. We're too good for DC. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, Jan Jones is listening. I don't know that man. And so they announced... Did they show uh, clips from the game? Well, everything that they showed at the panel has already been online for about three weeks. It's the same trailer that's out now. Oh. They did go into a little more detail of the trailer, but they announced four more playable characters. Which, uh, what are the what are the players that we know of before you found this out? Okay, so currently the roster playable for Mortal Kombat is Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Sub Zero, Shang Tsung, and uh, Sonya. Oh, okay. And then from uh, DC we get Catwoman. Ooh, we had Superman. She was announced already. Catwoman. Catwoman. Superman, Flash, Batman. 
So it was only and, four years? And Shazam. Uh, which <laughs> I got shit for last year saying he's called Shazam. No, he's not called Shazam. Go Captain Marvel. Right. So. Shazam. Yeah. He'll get it later. Oh. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> right next to my bed. <laughs> and then today... Who did they announce today? Tim Drumroll. From Mortal Kombat, they announced Jax and Katana. Jax. I like Jax. And then like from DC, they announced Green Lantern, which is my favorite. Which Green Lantern is it? It looks like Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. It looked like Hal Jordan. So that's where they're pushing again, yeah. And, and who's the other one? Oh, the Joker. Techn- yes, the Joker. Thank you. I'm sorry. I was having technical difficulties. Ah, okay. Brain fart. The Joker. The Joker. The Joker. Is it the Heath Ledger Joker? No. <coughs> okay, good, because you can't do fatalities in this game. It's probably Neil Adams. And then uh, it went into Q&A. Yeah, that's fine. Um, after Watchmen, we kind of walked the floor. We walked the floor. We, uh, we got Pineapple Express tickets before. We were yeah. stoked because we got Pineapple Express tickets for later in the night. Movie yeah. we really wanted to see. Yeah. Um, we'll get to our review later. Okay. We, uh, yeah, we walked around the floor. We... Just walk on the floor. Yeah, check out the floor. Then we got called to the uh, on the bubble panel yeah. for uh, Code Monkeys creator Adam Dale Opinion. And I just found this out after I ch- looked him up on IMDb. He's the kid who was who started who did I'm with Busey for Comedy Central. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. So oh yeah, no, that makes after I'm with Busey. I, you know, he did a couple things. And then he started Code Monkeys, which is an 8-bit, you know, video game show on G4, which got a lot of notoriety. And so now he's starting this new project called On the Bubble, which I, I guess is just airing on the web. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, you just can find it on YouTube. You know, just look up On the Bubble. Right, but two, two and a half minute episodes? Yeah, and they're just short little webisodes and, mm-hmm. you know, doing this stuff. So we got to meet them and interview them and talk to them. And really great guys. Talked with Dana, I forget his last name, but... The voice of Master Shake uh, from Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, was with them, too, and so we got to talk with them. So it was a really good bunch of people, and the show looks fun and funny, so we'll sure check that out, too. Tim, well, you had other, you hit a couple pounds there, right? What was the big one, your big favorite one? My favorite was I hit up the Joss Whedon panel, which turned out to be the Dr. Horrible thing along the vlog panel, because the entire cast came out along with Joss Whedon. And no, wait, wait, are you going to tell me NPH was NPH here? Yeah, yes. I missed NPH? And Neil Patrick Harris dropped the F-bomb at a Comic-Con panel. Yeah. Is that not allowed? We are so we are advised not to because now I have, because I have done my first panel. Uh, please be aware that uh, many members of your audience may be under 18 years of age. So don't specifically say don't do it. Uh, but here's what I got to say to that. Dates. If you're a parent... And you're bringing your kid to Comic-Con where there's scantily clad booth babes. There's all these, like, bloody, gory yeah. monsters on the floor. Worse the yeah, if these kids, you know, if you're worried about them hearing an F-bomb, you're a bad parent. Okay, so, and there you go. That's the one to know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's my, <laughs> and now you know. Yeah. Oh, um, 
There's Lon Lopez has shepherded so many children. No, you abandoned them all. You know, for my Thursday, you, we forgot to talk about the GI Joe panel, but we can talk about that later. Huh? Okay. Nathan Fillion was there. Nathan Fillion was there. Nathan Fillion was delayed. Yeah, we walked by him. Actually, Nathan Fillion right. had a brush. I said, Nathan. He would get away. Like, oh, he remembered you from last year then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So it was pretty much they talked for about two minutes, and then it was just Q and A the entire hour, basically. About about just everything. Everything. What room was that? Whatever you want to ask. Was it in ballroom twenty or what? It was in twenty. Was it packed? It was. I was like, I'd say three hallways down. I was shocked that I got in. Wow. But the line was all the way around. Yeah, it was huge. This is crazy. Like they just don't have enough room for all the bands. It's like they have these little panels. And like, what was the one? Well, Venture the thing Brothers. That me, yeah, I tried to go in line for the Venture Brothers, and I was literally out the door and almost down the flight of stairs. And it was in six B. Yeah, and we were dealing with a crowd that should have been in twenty. Yeah, there's just but there's there's only so many. Yeah, yeah. their programming is just getting huge. I mean, what was the record attendance, Billy? You heard today? Uh, they were expecting this weekend to be one hundred seventy-five thousand. 170. Wait, 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 wait. Seriously, 175,000. What was last year? 150? I thought it was 150. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard. So, in the 150s, that's what I heard, yeah. So, you you know, they sold things ahead of time so that so that you wouldn't, so they'd be able to cap it and control it. We'll see, you know, we'll see on... Yeah, but I I I don't I, I don't disbelieve it. I guess I'm just. We came in 2000. It was the numbers were like 58 to 60,000. That's going to be the big debate, and and it's funny because actually when we were loading in Thursday morning, uh, or sorry Wednesday morning, uh, there was a teamster in the elevator. And say, we sure do hope you guys don't move on us. <laughs> and I said, I, I sure have no say in that, <laughs> you know. We but talked to Bob Comic Con, yeah. yeah, it's uh, twenty twelve. Yeah. It's a contract for twenty twelve. They're not going to break the contract, but part of the deal is that uh, San Diego had, I guess, agreed that they would expand the hall. Yeah, that's what I heard today that there was talks of the hall being expanded for next year. Yeah, but you know what I think. What I heard from locals is there's no money in the budget to do it. Yeah. So what I think they should do, Derek. I got the plan to solve it. Yes. Cruise ship panels. So what they do is they'll just pick up people on the side of the dock, then take them around the bay. Okay. Now Billy's shaking his head no, but look, <laughs> Comic Book Resources are conducting all their interviews from a yacht that they've got anchored right behind so they've, so they've got the CBR yacht because I think tomorrow Bill Cat's going out there to, to be so it's not as crazy I know I know that when Lon says it your first instinct is to go something's horribly wrong if you put a monkey in front of a typewriter he'll write it it's extended to the hotels that are very close like the Omni and the Marriott and all those you know, that's probably how it'll happen you know, they'll like rent out the hard rock I'm sure they have to have banquet halls and whatnot that could carry I mean they're already essentially yeah. doing that for any evening program yeah. and you've got so many parties why not extend it to panels yeah. But how, how much could those, you know, now I think about how big could those... The town be? will shake to its core. It'll be crazy. Yeah. 
You can get anything like college anywhere else. Well, what we, what we really need to do is for Joss Whedon to screw up on just one show and his fans will be gone like that. That's how fickle they are. Or don't invite Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Kevin Smith had a big panel. We didn't go to it, but Nate did and our, our other let's say correspondents did and you know they said it was hilarious um, any, what were your other you saw like was that a, it or? well it's not a dig of Kevin Smith we need to say that too it's a, he's just very popular that's my that's point it's like, mean, yeah. those were yeah. the panels that I did you, you saw Stargate Stargate Atlantis which had the three cast members they had Robert Picardo, uh the girl who played Kaylee from Firefly Jewel um, State Jewel State. State and the lead actor whose name I just don't know so oh. I know Joe uh I don't know. I don't want Joe to somebody. Yes. I honestly don't want to Played by Tim Allen. But Robert Picardo stole the show the entire time. He had everybody rolling on the floor. You don't watch the show? What's that? You don't watch the show? I don't watch the Giants. I don't watch the Stargate at all. He's just reported. Yeah. Oh, okay. I watched the Voyager. Did that count? <laughs> we had a great uh, little, uh, we had a great little con moment today. We've actually had a couple. This segment's called Con Moments. Okay. Okay. So, first con moment I had yesterday. Yes. Uh, w- waiting waiting for the middleman panel. We were right, the ABC family panel is right next to the G4 panel. So, walking literally right in front of me. Did you goose Olivia Munn? I wish. No. Walking right in front of me, crossing my path, Bob Odenkirk from Mr. Show, one of my all-time favorite shows. Did you goose Bob Odenkirk? No, followed by Robert Schmeigel, known as Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, TV Funhouse, writer of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. Two of my favorite comedians, you know, walk right in front of me and I go, look right in their face and I go, oh my God, I love you guys. Just kept on walking. Not even a nod, not even a hey, not even a nothing. So I was a little disappointed. That was con moment one. Or, yeah, con moment one. Well. Con moment two. Yes. There's probably more, but these are the ones I remember. Walking into the con today, saw Zach Selwyn from uh, G4's Attack of the Show. He's a correspondent. Uh-huh. And uh, walked by and I said, Zach, I was so rooting for you on Dream Job. That's where he first got his big start in the ESPN game show. Zach was like, hey, man, Thanks. You know, I said, hey, love your stuff, love the music, thanks, man, awesome, you're great, you know. So somebody, you you compliment their work, they say back, thanks, that's awesome. That's all you want, you know what I mean? Right. That's all you want, Schmeigel, you know. I know you're the insult comic dog, but you're not the insult comic, okay? So appreciate your fans. And then comic uh, moment three, or con moment three, you guys can jump in. Um... We were uh, in the bathroom today with uh, two of the guys from the Big Bang Theory. Oh my gosh, were you? Yeah, that's yeah, kind of sounds bad though. Wait, what? We were in the we were in the restroom with the Big Bang Theory. Guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, Dave took a wide stance and uh, <laughs> right. and uh, Johnny Galicki gave him a tap. Oh. Tap. Ah. And let's just say Dave had his own Big Bang Theory. <laughs> but. Uh, could you, you know, right now I just I visualize Rick Bretschneider quivering. <laughs> Boy, I've been there to edit this out. <laughs> so. But Billy, I think Billy, you saw her, who saw him first? Dave's on first? Or? No, I saw, well, I saw him walk in. And I knew Dave was a fan. And that's why you stopped to use the bathroom no, together? No, we were in line. Oh, okay. And then they just walked in. 
Well, Billy always points out hot guys for Dave to like when we're in line for the bathroom. And he's all, who? He's Goes over and sits next to him in the stall. He's like, but he's already gone, so he doesn't really have this. Wait, you sat next to him in the stall? I think it's part of Billy. So Dave asked for a uh, tissue. <laughs> they were all out, of course. And uh, Can we move on? Because this has just evolved so badly. And I think that Dave said a bad word. I'm not sure I'm too tired yeah. to go back. Don't but do then, that, Dave. And there'll be punishments. But then we come out and it's Chuck Lorre, is it, Dave? Chuck Lorre. No, no, Lord. before you go to Chuck Lorre, though. So it was, it was John and Galicki and then the guy who plays Sheldon... Uh, you know, we love him. We think he's brilliant. Why? I, I don't even know who that is, Dave. Sorry. That's okay. Well, you know what we're doing? A podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, <laughs> so you yeah, know, but then, but basically, what I thought, what what I noticed in my little con moment was uh, the the guy who plays Sheldon was pretty much similar to his character, but he wasn't. You know, he's just you know dressed you know casual, normal yeah. male. Uh, I hate to say this because I'm a big fan. Johnny Galecki, kind of dressed, you know, kind of looking like the L.A. douchebag, and uh, just I mean, you know, it, I I don't know, I, you know, this is already going out with the explicit tag, yeah. so it's okay. Um, well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know the man personally. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, but you know, the jeans and the uh, the blazer, you know, the the sports coat and the yeah, the hey, you mean uh, the way I've been dressing all weekend? No, you've actually. Really Your Superman uh, yeah. Really yeah. Shut up! <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just kind of interesting because you know you're so used to seeing this guy play the little nerdy, you know, kind of uh, timid uh, yeah, uh, Leonard or whatever, and then he, you see him in a bathroom and he looks all coked up and ready to party. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of uh, not that we know that about him. No, this is true. This is all. But true. that was a good uh, con moment for you. I, I'll give. I'll follow with a comma, which yeah, is, of course, is at a press conference uh, for Watchmen. So you guys went to the panel. I got to interview them all afterwards. Oh, yeah. Drop your name. I'm okay. going to, absolutely, because okay. uh, uh, at one point, it was, it, it, there were two, there were too many uh, reporters. Uh, and not enough mics. And, and, and not enough seats. Mm. So they brought in a seat, uh, a chair for me, and I ended up actually sitting right next to Carla Gugino, but sort of... Gugino. Right. Okay. You don't know that. Uh, And I know you don't know that. So, uh, you know, but they're actually trying to lean in just to hear because uh, they gave us uh, Patrick Wilson and... uh, And Luke Wilson? And... Malik Ackerman and Carla all together, and so just trying to hear so that I get you know, hey, maybe this will spark a question. Kind of thing. Jim Parsons, that's his name, and she, <laughs> the Big Bang Theory guy who plays uh, Sheldon. Really? Because right now you're like Sheldon. <laughs> Lon Lopez plays Sheldon. Uh, so. Anyway, I call it Gino. Well, Gino. Do Gino. Good Italian girl. Uh, let's help. She turned around and said, "Are you okay?" And it was just wonderful. She touched you, though, didn't she? She touched me. She touched me. She reached Where? out. 
I'm pretty sure she touched you, and uh, it, I'm pretty sure you touched her, too. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't, but that's okay. Tim, did you have any good con moments? Mine actually came from yesterday. Oh, the Seth Green moment, yeah. Seth Green, not just Seth Green, but Seth Curtis. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Good con moments. Good con moments, and uh, so yeah, I'd say Watchmen was probably the big thing of the day, and then tomorrow we've got. Did you get any scoops during the panel, or was it all just kind of generic answers? And stuff? Uh, I'm going to uh, let's see a couple of scoops, uh, but not out of the uh, Watchmen. I, th- I think once I get those interviews transcribed, it'll be some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, Scoopy, but um, and I, I for the life of me cannot remember what he said today, but. Simon Pegg, who I interviewed this morning with Edgar Wright and Jessica Hines for Spaced, said the name of the next, what they say, the Blood and Cornetto trilogy, uh, which is Shaun of the Dead. It's, I mean, it's a joke. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, uh, they call that the Blood and Cornetto because it's, you know, there's bloody things and there's ice cream. And uh, so he said the name of the screenplay. Of the, of the next movie and it's and I wish you remember what it was but I'd never seen anybody even acknowledge they said I think at one point a couple months ago Edgar Wright had said yeah Simon and I are thinking about something and they said it's done so uh, no the script is done which but you know right now Edgar Wright could um say I'm going to fill my laundry list and somebody would give him money for it right but did you ask him about Ant-Man uh, Any y- questions? Y- yes, uh, but I basically uh, well, I don't want to give away the but that's okay. And then I asked him uh, since a couple of years ago, he'd given an interview and said that uh, it wasn't that even though it was gratifying that America had liked Shaun of the Dead, it wasn't like you were going to find him being you know called up to be in Mission Impossible Three or anything. So uh, I said so. And you were in Mission Impossible 3, and he said, Oh, it's worse because in space there's a thing where he says, like, if, if the sun, as sure as the sun rises and as sure as odd numbered Star Trek movies are shite, uh, you know, then this is true. And he said, And here I am now, hopefully re- refuting that, that, you know, now he's in Star Trek in an odd numbered Star Trek film. And, uh, uh, so 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 he said, "Well, you could be Ant Man." And he said, "No, Edgar won't talk to me about it." <laughs> and so he's not going to be. But interesting, because he says he's too old. Mm-hmm. About Doctor Who, uh, I asked actually. Yeah, somebody somebody said last night was it you looked it up on when, and he said what that response was about the Doctor Who. That uh, basically what Dave was asking about was an article went up on what, saying he had denied that he wanted to take over as Doctor Who and I had never heard that he wanted that anybody was thinking about replacing David Tennant and he said uh, it was said that in England there had been a poll of who like the top ten actors to be the next Doctor would be and he came in number two and uh, and that was what he was responding to was that he wouldn't want that job so it's certainly not a serious Rumor, nothing more than the citizens of Great Britain voting and going, we like Simon Pegg. You know. Not as good as someone else. Who was number one, Jude Law? <laughs> number one was an actor named James Nesbitt, who uh, played... Uh, Wasn't he a monkey? That's Mike Nesbitt. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sometimes it's hard to know if, if you're being helpful or not. Uh, James Nesbitt uh, was the lead in, in, in the new Doctor Who producer, Stephen Moffat's uh, miniseries, Jekyll. Six episodes that uh, 
Continuously? Yeah. Uh, not continuously. I mean, the thing is, I think that there's a separation of fandom. There are people that are long firm. I think I believe the show started in 1961, but it was off the air in the BBC for about 12 to 15 years until they can they got Russell T Davis. Just uh, do a wiki on it, then you'll figure it out. Yeah. And so there's a big hiatus, and then, and then the way it has been re- brought back and revamped is what has really gotten. Uh, I think that Russell T. Davis has adapted a lot of uh, American storytelling as far as sci-fi and, and genre shows. And uh, and so, you know, it's kind of, they fit each other. And, and uh, But I've been hearing this week, because I, I interviewed the new producer, Stephen Moffat, and... Uh, but I've been hearing that you know we can't even can't even begin to comprehend how insane the fandom is in England for there it. There was a big long line on the autograph. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was. Can I wrap up with or wrap Go up ahead, my interview with the GI Joe? We're going back, just jumping all over. Well, you know, we had to cover two days. It was crazy. Uh, sat in. Okay, here here is the issue with the GI Joe thing. Uh, Paramount backed out. So they weren't going to do a G.I. Joe presentation. Uh, what happened was they were able to piggyback on the, the back of the Hasbro presentation. So what happened was Hasbro did a presentation about G.I. Joe and the upcoming toy line or whatever. I missed the very beginning of the panel. However, they talked about how they were doing the webisodes that we had previously reported on G.I. Joe Resolute, and they actually showed uh, the first one, I think. Um, which featured a more grim and grittier kind of G.I. Joe, more adult PG-13 mm-hmm. type show. Interesting. With, with real, you know, violence and people getting killed. Um, and it looks pretty good. Saw a clip of it. Looks pretty good. Um, then they brought out some surprise guests, Larry Hama, and the producers, and I think the screenwriter of the G.I. Joe film. Now, they didn't actually bring any footage, but they talked about plot points and everything else. Okay, interesting. And, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it in detail around the, on the website. But I will just say this. As a G.I. Joe fan, these guys could not stop talking about how much we love the characters and we love the, the property and we really want to do it awesome for the fans and everything. But then every time they started talking about the characters, they sounded like a bunch of doofs who knew nothing about the franchise. Mm. And... Uh, even some people in the audience were kind of like, what are, what are these guys talking about? You know, um, they seemed very out of touch and just a bunch of producers who wanted to capitalize on, you know, the, the Transformer money. And so as a fan, I'm a little doubtful, but, you know, um, as a, a G.I. Joe fan, I'm giving you all the reporting on everything I hear. Sure. So hopefully this movie won't totally mistake. All right, well. And uh, I'd say that's that's it for tonight. Tune in tomorrow for our Pineapple Express review. Oh yes, we are running a little long tonight, yeah. so we'll be here that tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay, cool. That was a tease. That was. You are a tease. That's what they call the biz a tease. Well, thank you, Billy and Lon, for schooling. And by the way, they're sharing a bed right now, and I'm reminding you to use your powers only, only for, for good. Time. What? <laughs>